Hi, Terry, it's Michael. And I thought I'd make a little private recording for you because I want to start out. I want to start out before I should tell you something. Is I have been sitting here at my desk early in the morning. I'm up at 3.30 in the morning, right? And Terry, I have been sitting here for days and days and days carrying on a lengthy, a long and lengthy conversation with you. And I got to tell you, it's been the most extraordinary time I've had in years. Oh, my God. You know, I realize you did not believe me. I don't know if anybody has ever believed me when I said Yahshua took me to the tree of life. You know, I just, I don't think people believe me. If they did, if they did, man, you would think they'd want to draw you out a little bit. Tell me about this, right? Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. Anyway, so I've been sitting here day after day after day, just like I say, I have an extraordinary conversation with you, Terry, and I tell you truly, oh my God, Papa has opened my eyes. See, I was sitting there, I was sitting there screaming and crying out and screaming and crying out, I kid you not, for the anointing to open the eyes of the blind, Terry, but the, the, the eyes that I'm looking at are the eyes of the inner man, the eyes that are on the inside, you know what I'm talking about. I wasn't crying out for an anointing to open physically blind eyes, but spiritually blind eyes. You know, and and of course, folks are not going to pray that unless they think that their eyes are wide open, right? Well, mine were pretty open. They were pretty open, but I got to tell you something. After January 20th, Terry, I having to seek Papa, what happened? Oh my gosh, man. What happened? All these glowing prophecies come to a screeching halt. Boom. Man, and it's like, okay, do we have any precedent in the word for, you know, half a prophecy coming true and then coming to a screeching halt? And I say, well, you don't need to go any farther than Isaiah 61, right? You don't have to go any farther than that. But that's where I went to, Terry. And, and you know, and you're probably going, what, 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 you know, get to the point, Michael, get to the point. What, what, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about life from the dead. We're talking about the resurrection. Uh, oh, 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 golly girl. Oh, sheesh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, Terry, in the past couple of weeks, it's like, now here's something that, is not hard. Is not a hard pill for anybody to swallow. And so, if you go through any of the Gospels with the decent Greek lexicon, right, and you and you just plug in that that phrase "kingdom," you know, "kingdom of God," "kingdom of heaven," but the word "kingdom," and you find out it doesn't really mean what everybody thinks it means. And and that's 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 pure and simple, plain English in the Greek, right? Or plain Greek in English is translated, and it means the reign of God. The reign, R E I G N. You know, right straight, Terry, right straight out of Isaiah 52, you know, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, you know, dot, 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 uh, who proclaims to Zion, your God reigns, right? Now, when you take that over into the modern day English, they translate that as the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, all right? Everybody's familiar with that, however. However, Terry, oh my gosh, both, both are obscured, both are so obscured. I, 
I, you, you don't know my testimony, Terry. You don't know my testimony. I, I wish you did, and, and, and I could share it with you. But in 1991, and there's there's history behind this too, all right? There's history behind this. But in 1991, girl, I had a massive encounter in the fear of God. I'd been in such horrific bondage in, in, a, in addiction for my whole adult life, probably since I was 14, 15 years old. First time I began stealing wine bottles out of the church, you know, I got, got addicted to booze, right? Just, just judgment on Michael, you know, and probably everybody else who was with me in those hours when we used to do that. And, you know, my, 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 my mother was a Lutheran, so when I was like 13 and 14, I had to go to confirmation classes, and, you know, there was a bunch of kids from, uh, you know, from my school, that they'd all be there, too. It was always on a Tuesday night, and you know, some of us kids would get together and say, man, this shit is so boring, 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 boring. So, you know, we'd, we'd skip confirmation classes, and they were always in the evening after dinner, you know, and we'd go out back to the church and light up a cigarette or something like that, right? And then this one day, you know, a couple of guys got a pretty good idea. Hey, man, let's go into the, uh, let's go and see if we can sneak a bottle of wine, you know, steal a bottle of communion, of communion wine. And so we did. You know, we guzzled the whole dang thing, right? Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you what, for me, uh, the next several years were hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. You know, Terry, it all goes back to this. It all goes back to the very first thing. The first thing. The first thing that God ever asked of his people. The very first thing, Terry. And they threw it in his face. They did not want to give him the one thing that he asked of man. And 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 you're probably sitting back there going, uh, you boy, what's that, Michael? What's the first thing he asked? You know, what's the first thing God ever asked of man, Terry? The very first thing. You know what he said? This is from Moses. This is why Yahshua said, if you do not believe Moses, if you cannot believe Moses and the prophets, neither are you going to believe the one who rose from the dead. Ouch. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you what, girl. It would behoove every man, woman, and child to take a walk with Moses. It really would. But let me tell you what Moses said. Moses said, hear now, O Israel. What does Yahweh require of you? What does he require of you, O Israel? But to fear him. But to fear him so that you will walk in his ways. All right? It takes the fear of God, Terry. It really does. It takes the fear of God to motivate people in a proper way to walk in his word, to obey his word. You know, and so I've had this conversation with others, right? And it's kind of like, well, well I have that. I, I have, I have the fear of God. I have a, uh, you know, I have a reverential love. I have a reverential love. I have a reverential awe of of the Lord. I do. I do. I do. I do. Right. And you'll get that response, you know, many, many, many times. And it's kind of like, all right. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. If you did. And I'm not talking to you, Terry. I'm, I'm talking to other people who have responded to me. This is kind of like the response, right? If you did have the fear of God in you, I guarantee you, you would speak according to the Torah and the testimony. 
because if you don't, it means the light is not in you. And I'm quoting from Isaiah here, Isaiah the prophet, right? If they speak not according to the Torah and the testimony, it's because the light, the dawn, is not in them. And Terry, that light, that dawn that is within people is the fear of God, right? You go back, man, you read Isaiah 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw Yahweh high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple, right? You know, and he's, and he's looking at the seraphim, and Isaiah cries out, Whoa, is me! For I have seen the living God, and I'm a man of unclean lips from amongst a people of unclean lips. Woe is me, right? This is a man who is in fear and trembling, and I guarantee you his heart was beating so incredibly that it was about to blow up in his, in his chest, man, like a jackhammer, like a trip hammer. And that's what happens in the fear of God. Your heart is just thumping all. Terry, the, the fear of God it, it is not just, it, it, it's not just, oh, gee, I, I love you with all my heart, and let's leave it at that. You know, what does it generate? <laughs> you know, what does it generate in you, right? If it generates exceptional obedience in you, yeah, you got the real thing. If it causes you, when you open the book, to go into fear and trembling when your eyes behold the word, Right. And, you know, I mean, you tremble, you really tremble. And you know why you tremble? Because you've seen the other side, because you've been in a breach. You have been in the breach. In the fear of God, you end up beholding the breach, Terry, the valley of the shadow of death, darkness. Uh, if you ever hear any of my testimony, and I, and I finally recorded a lot of it, but uh, back in 1988, girl, I got caught up to uh, to Genesis. Ew, Genesis 1, 1, Genesis 1, 2, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Holy Spirit was brooding over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God separated the light from the darkness. And the light he called day and the darkness he called night. You want to know what that's a picture of? All right. Remember what Yahshua said about himself over in the book of Revelation? He said, I am the beginning of creation. The beginning of God's creation. The beginning of creation, Terry, is light. And what you see there in Genesis uh, 1, 2, and 3 is you see a massive picture, girl, of the fear of God. What the fear of God does is it separates the light from the darkness. Hey, it comes in, boom, you behold the light. You know, and I'll tell you how you get there, too. Boom, you behold the light. And, you, and, and that, Terry, that light is the absolute truth of God. It is the absolute light. It, oh, girl. Oh, girl, oh, my gosh, when you see this, when you see that light, Terry, you know in a heartbeat, in an instant, in the twinkle of your eye, and I don't mean to make it sound like a rapture, but in the twinkle of an eye, you are going to understand it is all or nothing. And when I say all, I mean it is the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me, period, right? It doesn't matter if they are flesh and blood. But you find out in a heartbeat, Terry, 
in a heartbeat. The fear of God and the first commandment are one and the same, right? And it comes with power. You think of what John the Baptist said about Yahshua, you know, but he is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I tell you truly, in the fullness of that experience, that is a massive fear of God experience, massive fear of God. So like I say, girl, I've been sitting here for day after day after day after day having this extraordinary conversation with you. And the neat thing about it is, is, is you see, you're special to me. You are really special to me, Terry. You really are. And, uh, and so the reason why I'll sit there and I'll sit there and try and form this word and, and create all different manner of ways to explain this to you uh, is because I really want you to get this. I really, really want you to get this, Terry. This is, I'm, I'm telling you truly, girl, I'm telling you truly, this is the salvation of America. It really is. And when you see it, you're going to agree with me. When you see it, Terry, you're going to understand. When you see it, you're going to go, oh, my God, he's right. He's right. He's right. Let me tell you something, Terry. I'm jumping around here. Yeah, obviously you can tell me. I'll talk for a little bit, and you know, and I'll pause. You know, go, go warm up my coffee or get a new cup of coffee. But anyway, let me continue here. Consider this for a moment. Consider it. Let's go. Let's go into Daniel, and you got Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and you know the story. Everybody knows this story, man. How Nebuchadnezzar just cast them into the hottest fire on earth, man. <laughs> you know he did, man. It was seven times hotter than anything ever. Seven times hotter than anything ever, Terry. But guess what? It took that hot fire, Terry, to reveal the Son of God. Can you see that? It was in that hot fire that the revelation, the revealing of the Son of God happened, right? Happened to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and guess what? Nebuchadnezzar, the strong man of Babylon, he saw it too, right? He saw it too, right? And guess what happened, man? It bent his knee. It bent his knee to the God of Abraham. That's what happens in the revelation of the Son of God when you get it in a hot fire, man. Your knee is bent. Right, anyway, you can ponder that for a little bit because it has a lot to do with where we're going with this. You know, I'd started out saying that um, was there any precedent in the word for um, you know for a prophecy to come to a screeching halt? And indeed, there is Isaiah sixty-one. Right? Yeah, I mean, he stopped mid-sentence, mid-sentence. I think it wasn't verse two, right? Mid-sentence. And Terry, when I, when, I, when I began having this conversation with you, right? And I'm talking to you along these lines. You know, I mean, you, you're out there in my imagination. I'm just kind of holding you up and having a conversation because I want to explain this to Terry, right? Even, even though you're not present, you get what I'm talking about. Anyway, what Papa had shown me, and this was a couple of weeks ago, Terry, um, concerning the elections and concerning uh, prophecies coming to a screeching halt, so on and so forth, in that... Um, he took me back to 1991 when I'd had this experience and just showed me really one thing in there. And what happens, Terry, when you do have these kind of visitations, right? You know, if you love me, you will obey me. And if you obey me, I will come and manifest myself to you, right? Well, this has been the heart and soul of Michael from the get-go, right? From the get-go. 
So I always did my best to just stay with Yahshua because I did not know what I was supposed to obey. I just knew I was supposed to obey him, but I didn't understand in what, right? Uh, anyway, I'm, get, I'm getting off the track here. I'm getting way off the track. But what the Holy Spirit showed me, Terry, was this, is that the fear of God, I mean the fullness, I'm not talking about piddly stuff. I'm talking about the fear and the trembling, the great shaking that is coming. This is the fear of God. This is what I'm talking about. The name of Yahshua, the name, his name, the fear of God is embedded, Terry. It is embedded deep into his name. And that's why it takes a hot fire to crack that seed. I mean, we got we got the lodgepole pine out here. I don't know if you're familiar with that tree out there in South Dakota, but let me tell you about this tree. Right, the only way you can crack open the seed of a lodgepole pine, the acorn, is when you have a hot forest fire that burns the whole dang thing down. Right, because those lodgepole seeds are in the ground. Right, and you got all your cedars, and you got your ponderosa. You know, you got your your white pine, you got your fir, you got all manner of trees in the forest. And boom, one hot August day, here comes a bolt of lightning, and that thing is burned up. Right, you know, you know the fires we get. Well, what happens in that fire, Terry, is that the lodge pole seed is cracked open. And now when that fire goes out, everything calms down, everything cools off, and you get the rains that come back and whatnot. Well, guess what? In the next several decades, where, where that once, you know, um, oh gosh, what's what I'm looking for? Where, where, where you once had a forest full of, you know, cedars and aspens and and uh, fir and, and ponderosa and all this kind of stuff. Now you have a forest of nothing but lodgepole pine. And lodgepole pine, man... It grows the bestest, the absolute bestest tree for building a log home you could ever find, straight and tall, without bends, without a lot of knots in it, right? Fantastic tree for building a home. But anyway, that tree is birthed in a hot fire, and uh, so are we. So are we, right? We are birthed, Terry, in that hot fire. And oftentimes we don't get to that hot fire because nobody knows what it is anymore. It was lost. It was obscured. I lay this at the feet of Rome, and I lay this at the feet of uh, anybody who preached to Rome because they did not give them the truth. Right? Yahshua himself, my friend, is the light. He is the light of creation. The light of creation. That's who he is. Nobody else is the light of creation. Yahshua is the light of creation. So when Isaiah says, you know, and, and, and when Papa says to Isaiah, I shall give you as a light to the Gentiles, honey, he's referring to the beginning of creation. He's referring to the fear of God. He's referring to that big bang, if you want to call it that, in Genesis 1-3. And God said, light be, and light is. And in that light is the absolute truth. Yahshua says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And that's where it happens, girls, right there. It's the, it's the greatest picture you will ever see. Not only are you seeing, Terry, not only are you seeing the fear of God in action, but in Genesis 1-3 where he separates the light from the darkness, Terry, 
This is also the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and this is also the Journey of the Cross, all right there in one single verse. And God said, light be, and light is, and God separated the light from the darkness. Man, he put it in a nutshell, the entire work that he's going to do in you. And he will continue on with that creation too. You just you hit the fear of God and you hit day one. You hit the first day, but this is what this is the al, uh, uh, the alpha, the aleph, girl. It's the aleph, the aleph, the alpha, the beginning. The beginning is the fear of God. And so here, here you go. All right. So first thing, first thing God ever asked. And now all Israel, what does Yahweh your God require of you but to fear Him? So, let's take that. Fear of God is the first thing God ever required from man. There it is. It's Moses. If you don't believe him, shut the recording off, move on, close the book. We're done. You must believe Moses. You have to. Yahshua told you to. He told you, believe Moses and the prophets so that you will believe me, so that you will receive my word. But you've got to understand Moses first, right? Hear, O Israel, seek first the fear of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That is what he said. The reason why he said seek first is because Moses said, what is the first thing God's requiring of you, Israel, but to fear him. So what does Yahshua do? He says, seek first the fear of God. Is this beginning to click? Is this beginning to make sense? Once you remove the obscurity, once you get rid of all the faulty pagan translations, all the faulty Roman translations, Christian translations, get rid of all that crap and get back to the absolute truth of the living God. And this is what Yahshua said, Terry. Seek first the fear of God and his righteousness. Oh, my uh, Terry, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation because this one thing, Terry, this one thing, the fear of God, and I mean it in the essence of what God is asking, not in, in how men interpret this, not not how this gets filtered through pride and religion and tradition and doctrinal bullshit and all this kind of stuff. That ain't it. It's coming from the maker of heaven and earth. And when he gives you something, he gives you Wow, big. So, you know, it's like, here you go, right? And I didn't mean to continue on with this. I mean, I didn't mean to go this long. I'm just trying to have a little conversation with you, kind of explain you what's been going on with me for the past couple weeks. Because like I say, I want to not just have this conversation with you, Terry. I want to have this conversation with Jason also. You know, I'd love to have Jason hear this. and And I told you. I told you, man, it was back what, a couple of years ago when we when we came to South Dakota and, you know, met Jason in the kitchen and, and you know, and we were having dinner. And first time I'd ever met him. I never shared any of this with Jason. I never really uh, had, had an open door to, to, to do any of this, but I shared it with you. And I said, Terry, I looked at Jason and I felt in my spirit, and it was a clean witness. I don't know if you understand what that means, but it was a clean witness. And I looked at Jason and I said, oh, this guy's one of the 144,000. I think he really is. I can feel it. This guy's got the potential to be there, right? And and that's why I would like Jason here. Because I want to see him there. 
I want to see Jason with the name of God inscribed in his forehead. I want to see Jason with the fiery finger of the living God come upon him and inscribe his name in his mind and in his forehead in fire. That's what I want to see happen to Jason. And, and, and if he'll get a hold of this, it will. Same thing will happen to you too. He will come in fire, Terry. He will come in fire and inscribe his name in your forehead. Just some of the things that you can look forward to when you seek first the fear of God in his fullness. You want the fullness of this. You just don't want to dribble. You just don't want to drop. You, you just don't want a particle. Man, you want to get deluged in this. And that's why, you know, you, you need to employ James, right? The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail much. So when you're looking at, at seeking first the fear of God, right, which is the narrow way, I mean, Yahshua no sooner gets done with that instruction, and he starts telling people about Broadway and the narrow way. And he said, hey, Broadway, man, that's, that, that, that's, you know, that's what everybody calls Easy Street. And quite frankly, girl, Broadway is the free gift of salvation. Doesn't cost you a bloody thing, right? However, in the narrow way, it's all or nothing. It costs you everything. It is the pearl of great price. It is count the cost. Count the cost. Count the cost. If something was free, you'd never have to count the cost, right? And the only problem, and the biggest problem that people have with a free gift, Terry, is they put no value on it, right? And so, and so now you got all these, you know, hundreds of millions of people thinking, "Hey, I got the free gift of salvation," and and you know, but in in the fear of God, I'm telling you, in the fear of God, your eyes are blasted wide open, girl. They really are, and you're looking at all these people and you're going, "Oh my God, the deception is so intense." I don't know what you think you have, but that ain't salvation. You know, God is my salvation. God is my salvation, and he ain't a freebie. He's not a freebie, right? You, you've heard us uh, uh, talk about the mill thought. Terry, the mill thought comes with the fear of God. That's the only way it comes is in the fear of God, in the fear of God and the mill thought. Let me define it for you again real quick. It is the... Oh, the manifestation, the substance, the wonder, the glory, the awe. You want to call it the reverence, you know, the manifestation. Oh, God, Terry. Oh, geez. It is the new sun, S-U-N, sun of righteousness. You know, a hot fire, a hot fire blazing in your chest, girl. A hot fire blazing in your chest. Filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. Filled. Okay, I got to cover something real quick, and this is huge. Right? I, just, I totally forgot. I meant to tell you this in the very beginning, but I forgot. It just kind of, I kind of got carried away. You know how that goes. This is what happened, Terry, in that moment in 1991, right? And, and, and I'll tell you truly. I'm not going to go into all the details. If you want to hear my testimony, you can go back and hear it, and, and, I'll, and I'll direct you to it. However, Terry, in the midst of this experience, right, and like I say, you go get the details at another time, but I'm screaming, girl, I am in abject fear and terror. I mean, the trauma of imminent destruction is right in front of me. And I am screaming with all that is within me from the root, from the core of my being, girl. I am screaming the name of Jesus. I'm screaming it. And that's when I saw 
the light of the living God revealed. Boom. But guess what else I saw, Terry? Guess what else I saw? I saw this strong man. I saw him, and he was driven out, obliterated in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, girl. I had fought this dang thing since I was 15 or 16 years old. I mean, even after I had had an audible visitation from Yahshua, audible. He spoke out loud to me. This is back in my 20s, right? Here I am in my 30s at this point, but I'm in my 20s, man, and, and I hear his voice out loud, and I chased after him with all my heart from that moment onwards. Okay. All right, so I saw this guy that had kicked my ass, and I tell you, and I fought, I fought with all my heart, with everything that was within me that I knew to fight this addiction, to fight this spirit of bondage. And I lost, and I lost, and I lost, and I got my butt kicked. I tell you, oh, man, it takes, you got to dig down deep at that point, girl, even to just find just a glimmer of hope because you're living in just utter despair, you know, and, and to you, deliverance is not a matter of comfort and ease. It's life or death. It is, it is, it is life or death. You have no other choice. You either get free or you're a dead man. And when you die and you've got and you die in, in, in alcoholism, you die in that kind of bondage, you ain't got no guarantees of a good fate, if you understand where I'm coming from. So I was scared all the time. I was I was scared of dying a drunk. I was scared of taking people out with me. I was scared of killing someone in my car, you know, and just taking out a young family. Just these things. Oh, God, it tormented me because the potential was there every single day for me to do something like that. Right? That's what happens when you're an alcoholic, man. You just totally lose control, you know, and, and, and that strong man rises up in you and he rules in you. Oh, God, he rules in you and he kicks your ass, too, and he's not a friendly fellow, not friendly in the least. It is, oh, you're stuck in hell and, you're, and, you're, and, and, and your whole association, your whole congregation is nothing but accusers standing at your right hand, beating the shit out of you day in and day out. And you got to put up with that for 20 damn years, you know, fighting it with all your might, right? So I, I, I'm telling you, right, so in this day in 1991, when I saw that strong man obliterated in a heartbeat, I tell you, behold the power of the living God, because I have. And I beheld the power of the living God, an abject fear and trembling girl. And it did not lift. It did not lift. It, it did not lift. Right? And, and you're, you're broken. You're absolute. You are so broken, Terry. You're so broken. But here's what happens. Man, after that strong man is driven out, and now you have given God the repentance that he's always required. You've given God the kind of repentance that brings tears to his eyes. He's waiting for these. He's waiting for these. He, he's waiting for you know, sinners like myself to scream so he can show himself just how mighty he is on our behalf. Oh, my God. And that's the beginning. The fear of God is the alpha. It's the beginning. right? So anyway, that was one thing I really wanted to share with you is in the fear of God, I saw the strong man destroyed. I saw him obliterated. Now, I tell you what, man, it, it is, it is, it is the picture of you flip on the light and the darkness is gone. But this light comes within you. 
This light comes within you and the darkness that is within you from whatever. I mean, we inherited a lot of crap, girl, since, uh, you know, since the day Adam and Eve got the boot from paradise. Man, we've had nothing but crap and shit in our DNA and our genes, right? And it takes the fear of God to cleanse you of all that stuff. You can go back into Psalm 19, the fear of God is clean. Look at it this way, the fear of God will cleanse you. Now are you made clean through the word I have spoken to you. Father, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Boom, there it is, girl. That's the fear of God. It's what cleanses you. It's, it's, it, it, it oh gosh. Um, anyway, anyway, this is so much longer than what I had originally intended. I hope you hear this because I had fun talking to you. Anyway, um, we'll stop here. One last thing I want to tell you, Terry, about uh, about what had happened in 1991. I've only given you kind of kind of half the picture here when I'm talking about just abject fear and trembling. All right, but what proceeds afterwards? What happens afterwards, Terry? That's when the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. His mercy. His compassion, his kindness, and what you what happens here, girl, is that all of a sudden you understand in the very essence of your being, in the core, in the root of your being, the deliverance, the deliverance, the deliverer. Okay, the deliverer, and you're overwhelmed. You're just overwhelmed with gratitude. With gratitude, you just you're obliterated, you know. And like I say, this is the this is the alpha, this is the alpha, this is the beginning. And there are many, 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 many breakings along the way. And in a heartbeat, girl, you understand. You understand that the fear of God is the fountain of life, the fountain of life. It delivers you from death, all right? The fear of God, the kind I'm talking about, and the kind I'm talking about is the Isaiah 6 kind. The kind I'm talking about is what happened to John in the first pages of Revelation when he saw Yahshua and fell over like a dead man. That's the kind I'm talking about. I'm I'm not talking about, uh, you know, some preacher condemning the snot out of somebody, you know. It's like, you know, well, I'm going to condemn you into the fear of God. And it's like, well, it didn't happen that way, man. That's not how it happens. But anyways, what I want, I was just trying to turn around and share that part with you because I, I, I didn't want to leave off, you know, without telling you the best part. The best part. You know, and, oh, man. Anyway, n- n- now I'll let you go. Now I'll let you go. But I, I wanted to, Yeah, I'll talk to you.